Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acri. And our guest today is actually the Chief Growth Officer with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Beach Properties of Florida. I can't believe I made myself try and say that again. Chief Growth Officer. That is a hard one to say. I messed up on it two times during the episode. (laughs) This is an incredible interview. We're going to talk a lot about how to get listing leads Mm -hmm. um, as well. But this is an amazing interview with someone who is absolutely not just a a teacher of this stuff, but was an actual practitioner. Yeah, practitioner. He gives you a strategy that you can literally implement that will change the game for you. I love this listening. strategy because he mentioned it in one of the videos because he's got a great YouTube channel. We'll introduce it to, to him in just a second here. But um, that where he talks about this one strategy and he didn't spend a lot of time on it in the video, but he goes into details exactly how to pull this off as well as the software that he uses yeah. for it and it how generated, it follows up with like, it. $3,500 or $3,600 an hour for him. So got to listen. <laughs> All right. Before we introduce him, we'd love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you're not already subscribed. And while you're there, drop us a review to let us know how we're doing. We'll read it here on the show. And now let's get into this week's interview. This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Our guest today is Jimmy Burgess. He's the chief growth officer with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Beach Properties of Florida. After selling real estate and building his team for 24 years, Jimmy shifted to the role he currently holds, where he's recruiting agents and helping the existing agents grow their business. Over the last three years, I was sharing these numbers with you before coming on the show here. uh, He's taken the company from 120 agents to over 250, increased the per agent average annual sales volume 70% from like 5 million to eight and a half million, leading to over two billion in sales volumes in the last year alone. And in addition to all that, he hosts the Real Estate Sales Podcast. He's a contributing author for Inman News and has a popular YouTube channel with over two hundred videos sharing what he's learned to help other agents build the business of their dreams. Jimmy, welcome to the podcast. Um, I appreciate it, Josh. I mean, maybe you could do that for me all the time. I mean, I bet, man, I feel good about I'm, myself. I'm <laughs> I don't know who that guy is, yeah. but thank you, man. I appreciate it. And, and I mentioned this in, uh, I'll call it the green room, before we came on the podcast, Jimmy's voice, his accent. I love it, man. It yeah. just engages. You guys are going to love this. You're in for an audio treat, right? Because it just pulls um, you in. Love the accent. I want to dive right in though, Jimmy, because I love your content, man. So, you know, you. as Josh and I prepare for Stay Paid all the time, you know, one of the things we do is we go and we listen to what we believe are thought leaders, people who know what they're talking about. You're one of the people we frequently listen to, to get what your ideas are, what we're hearing from people like you and the lines of people like Tom Ferry, same type of idea. I would love to know, how did you get to become Chief Growth Officer for Berkshire Hathaway, Florida Properties? Like, how did that happen? How did you get that position? Yeah, so um, thank you, Luke. I really appreciate that. And, um, you know, I think everybody, um, there's two different ways. You know, you have people that are professors that kind of speak from a place of theory. And then you have people that come from a place of experience. And um, if you can't tell by my accent, I'm not a um, professor, I guess you could say. I'm more of the experienced type of guy. So after 24 years of doing this, man, I got to a place where um, I got more joy out of helping other agents get a listing than I did for me. And um, so literally, I just kind of, I went to um, the guys that are good friends of mine that own this company. And I was just like, I was like, look, man, I'm, I'm, I'd love to just do a little mastermind for a couple of agents. And we did. And eight weeks into that mastermind, we had agents that had pending or closed contracts just eight weeks in. That was more than they, they had done the previous year. Wow. We're like, well, wait a minute, we might have something here. And I had a very active team. I mean, we were, we were doing extremely well. And um, said, so, well, maybe we got something here. Maybe you could shift in this position where you would help us just recruit more talent, 
retain the existing talent and train some folks. I said, yeah, I just don't know how we can make that work. And, and but we found a way to make it work and um, probably the best move I ever made. Um, I have literally got the best job in the world um, because all I got to do is wake up after 25 years of battling in this business. You know what I mean? Now I get to wake up every morning and just figure out how I can help our agents build the business of their dreams. And so, um, and that goes back to going through everything I've been through. You know, with the agents we have, there's nobody that we have. Um, we got a few that are doing a little more than I did, but you know, you got to understand just to give a background on who I am and where I come from. And the reason why I've got such a passion for helping agents is that um, I grew up in this business. I've been doing it now 27 years, way over half my life. Mm. Um, and what happened is, is I went through the boom, you know, I'm in my, I'm in my mid thirties. We go through 2000 and I'm just like, this is all about me. You know, I'm making a million dollars a year selling real estate. I think I'm smarter than I am. And because of my pride, my ego, the decisions I make, uh, what should have been generational wealth and changed my family forever. All of a sudden I wake up in 2009, I'm sitting in bankruptcy court with $500 to my name. Mm. And it was all based on the decisions of, and the way I was doing my business. And so if you go through all of that, all of a sudden you wake up and, and now looking back, it sounds crazy, but it was the, the best thing that could have ever happened to me was to lose everything financially and realize what was truly important. Wow. You know, and then I wake up and I look around and I'm like, my wife is still standing here shoulder to shoulder with me after everything I put her through and us through. And, she, and I'm like, man, she meant this about for better, for worse. You know, I mean, she meant this about, you know, in sickness and health and, and you know, in richer and poor. And so all of a sudden now I began to realize that um, that outward bankruptcy, financial bankruptcy was a little bit more of what was really going on inside. And so it was probably the best thing ever happened to me because then all of a sudden I came out on the other side began to start really studying, okay, well, what did I, where did I make mistakes? And what do people do that bounce back? And as I began to formulate that and then began to get back to what was important, which ultimately was I was doing transactions. I needed to build relationships. When I began to get back to that, building those relationships portion, all of a sudden my business began to take back off. And all of a sudden, not only do we recover financially, but my marriage is better than ever it has been. All of a sudden, now I'm a better dad than I ever was before. You know, I'm a better realtor than I ever was before. I'm just better at being who I was created to be. So that's what drives me. And so then when it drove us to this opportunity for me to start feeding into some other agents, it literally was something that just, it was like my soul was like, this is what you're supposed to be mm. doing. You're supposed to take all of these experiences, good, bad, and different. And apply these in a way that helps somebody that maybe took you seven months to get something. Maybe you can teach it to them in seven weeks. Or maybe the problem that somebody's finding themselves in, because there aren't any agents that we've got that are struggling, that probably throughout my 25 years of sales, 24 years of sales, that I didn't walk through what they're walking through. And so now I'm at a place where, you know, I've always, I kind of grew up in a place where they said that if you don't, um, the only way you give honor is by giving back to that, which you wish you would have had. Mm. And so what I'm trying to do is to get back to the business that I can't outgive how much it's given to me, my family and everything about me. So that's kind of how it rotated into this. And then once I got in here, it was just, it was awesome. We got to a place where I was just like, what I wish I had. Yeah. You're just like, I this is, blo this is blowing up. It's so funny. You can tell, I know Josh and I said, we get to interview so, uh, so many people. It's exciting. I mean, you can feel your passion coming through <laughs> literally the screen. I love seeing it. I saw this quote that was like, you want a life of significance, then live a life of service. And that's mm. really, really powerful. I, uh, Josh and I are huge believers. Look, business is built on the you know currency of relationships, but that mm -hmm. is so hard of a belief system to act out upon. It's an easy belief system to say, because yep. it sounds good. It feels good. It makes you feel high and moral. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, when you focus on relationships and not just currency, 
and you realize that is the currency, it means you're going to have to sacrifice. It means it's not instant gratification. And that's truly what makes it hard for people to live that out in their business. But once they do that and they live this life where it's like, look, it's better to give than receive. I'm going to serve. And because I served, all of a sudden it's going to pay dividends to me. It really is amazing hearing story after story of people who've been beat down and have applied that and it literally has changed their whole life. But think about this, Luke. I say this all the time. Um, It's humbling yourself to understand. I don't care what business you're in. I don't care if you're in insurance, mortgage, real estate, whatever you're in. Um, Ultimately, if you're going to serve other people, if we're going to be, quote unquote, a bridge between where they are and where they want to get, whatever that is for them, whatever we're trying to fill the need, if you're going to be that bridge, let me tell you what happens to bridges. They get walked over. Mm. Um, And so there are going to be times where you're going to feel like you're not, you're being abused in that situation. I will promise you um, that there will be those times, but if you will stay focused on serving other people, it comes back in spades. There's no way you can outgive what comes back when you truly do shift that focus. And it doesn't happen overnight. It's just a process of continually waking up and figuring out what it is you can do to serve other people. Golden nugget. Well, let's get into that. Let's serve the listeners here. Let's talk yeah, about man. what everyone wants to hear. And this is so funny because before you came on the podcast, Luke and I were sitting there saying, you know, what do we want to focus on with Jimmy? We want to pick usually like one topic to kind of jump into right away. We're like we should talk to him about how to get more listings because we looked at your <laughs> YouTube channel. We saw this uh, content yeah. and then uh, we got your notes and you go, I would love to talk about ways to generate listings now. <laughs> so this is perfect. Yeah. We're heading into 2022. Yeah. Everyone wants to represent the listing side, obviously, in real estate. Talk a little bit about where are you seeing that success come from? How can you get more listings today? And then moving into 2022, where should people be focusing? Yeah, and I'm going to give you specifically the best strategy that I know of and, and one that worked for me. But let me just say this too, to the agents out there that have been, been primarily working with buyers. I believe if you are primarily and over half of your business is coming from working with buyers, you're a real estate salesperson. Mm-hmm. The day that your business just tips to the side where you're working with more sellers than you are buyers and you're working on the listing side, now you've got a real estate business versus being a real estate salesperson. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately, not only is this what the, what the market needs right now, which it needs you to be the, the leader and the professional you are, it needs us to generate the listings. If you'll take care of generating listings, you're going to get all the buyers you want. So let me give you my number one strategies that worked for me. Um, you know, I shifted into this position. The last quarter that I was in sales with my team was 2018, the fourth quarter of 2018. At that time, I was like, what can I do really to add value to my clients and focus on the listing side? What I came up with at that time, and it's even more valuable right now, was giving them an updated idea of what the value of their home was. Now more than ever, we're coming on the backside of this. We have seen historic rates of growth in a lot of cases on these home these homeowners. It's and a crazy. lot of times they're getting this mixed numbers. They aren't getting real numbers. So here's what I did. I decided I was going to, like we always talk about, give to that group in a way that I didn't ask for anything. I decided I was going to record my screen and do video unsolicited CMAs. I made a list of all of the people that were past buyers of mine, people that had said they would sell in the next two years, people that were in my farm area that were out there and that had mentioned they might sell in the future, friends and family members. I talked, I just made this list of people that were homeowners that I could add value to. And then I kind of ranked them, you know, who on, who was most likely, um, because I want, you want to pick the low-hanging fruit first. Mm-hmm. And I made a decision that every single day I worked, 
in that fourth quarter, I was going to do one video unsolicited CMA. I got to tell you, when I first started these, it was a little awkward. It took a little more time. But as you do more of them, they get easier to do and you get more efficient with your time. So here's what happened. And I'm going to go through and tell you exactly what this looks like because the format of this makes a dramatic difference. But basically what I did is I used BombBomb. You could use Zoom, you can do whatever. I used BombBomb where I would record my screen with me down in the bottom corner and I would go through the numbers and then give them an under a, a rough estimate of what their value would be. Um, here's, the, here's the numbers, and I'm gonna give you the practicality. 72 of them, because listen, I didn't work every day that last that fourth quarter. We had some holidays, and come on, man. I gotta have oh, time. So, you know, but I had 72 days that I worked. I did one every single day. And listen, it wasn't even that it was every day. It was if I got to the end of the week and I worked six days that week and I had done four, I did two that last day. Love just that. to make sure that it was consistent, okay? Because consistency breeds that trust and breeds that business. Um, at the end of this, I shifted in this position in May of 2019. From October 1st until the end of the year, I did 72 of these. Out of those 72, I generated $11.2 million worth of listings. And I also, listen, this was back then. We didn't sell everything, you know, that you listed, um, like, like having an ATM card right now. $9.1 million of that sold. I broke wow. it down on a gross commission because these took me about 30 minutes to put together. And I'm going to tell you exactly how to do that in just a second. Out of that, it became, and I broke it down on my gross commission income from those activities, $3,600 an hour activity. $3,600 an hour. That's now, not bad. Here's, here's what people do. They're like, oh, but you're on the coast. You know, you, your, your average price is higher than mine. You're right. Split it in half. <laughs> $1,800 an hour, y'all. What you doing on a daily basis that Split you know that you have? You're still doing right. well. <laughs> Come on, man. What are we doing? So literally, as I began, you know, and then what do you do? You say, oh my gosh, what did I do? But here's the beauty of this. This thing had shelf life. If I go post something on social media or do something like that, it's gone in an hour. Mm. The beauty of this, and I'm going to tell you exactly how I did that where it would have the shelf life, is that I shifted into the position. Now let's fast forward to the pandemic. I have not made an outbound call, outbound anything for to, to generate any kind of real estate sales in 2020, the pandemic hits. Because I had done these videos, and because I had queued it with, in the title, I would title it their address valuation update. And I told them in the video, if you are ever curious about where your value was now, this is a great, all you got to do is go in your email, search your address or search valuation update. It'll pull this back up. Now, 2020, I start seeing, because Bob Bob lets you know, y'all, it's crazy. It'll tell you when somebody opens this thing, no matter when it is down the road. I started having these things pop up in March and April and May of during the pandemic. That's brilliant. So, I began to, so all of a sudden I started looking at this. 18 months after I'd made an outbound call, I generated another $5.4 million worth of listings. And out of that, they went and bought some of those, bought again, $2.5 million. So now look at this. 18 months later, this is an activity that took me 30 minutes a day for 72 days. It's generated over $16 million worth of production <laughs> and literally with no follow-up. Come on, man. What are we doing? You know, this is the thing. And, and let me let me do this. I'm, I'm going to pause and let y'all, if y'all got any questions, but I want to break down exactly what I showed on my screen, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah, my of, next question. Now, it would be awesome. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you, do you use a tool to help you produce the comparative market analysis to make it faster? And that's literally what you're going to walk through. So I'll let you go. Yeah, man, look, this is what I did. I'm a pretty basic guy. Um, I, had three, I had three tabs pulled up on my screen. I had number one was Google Earth. And then the second one was the MLS where I just done a simple MLS CMA. 
okay. with the active pending and sold that they were they were looking at. And then on the last one, I had an estimated um, seller net sheet based on the closing costs in our area to give them a rough idea. Okay. Here's how it started. Okay. I pulled up their address on Google Earth. I'm recording my screen. I'm down in the bottom corner. You know, I recorded my screen where as soon as it does the three, two, one countdown, as soon as it starts, I press enter on their address. And Google Earth does this cool thing where it comes from outer space right up on top of their house. Oh, now, sweet. Now, let me tell you what happens when you do that. I'm going to just be honest. If somebody does that where they, you know, and here's the thing with, with bomb bomb, it does this gif where it starts the first three seconds on the email. You know, it's already embedded in there. So the second they open their email, it flips to this thing going down on top of their house. The, the, the play rate was like 85%. I mean, it was crazy. I I I don't know how you can get away from that, you know? Yeah. So so it was to the point, though, that when I did that, and then I would just talk a little bit as it's kind of scrolling around, you know, their house. Um, but I had one of my old clients call me and he said, he said, Jimmy, he said, I saw your video uh, with that cool, you know, coming from outer space on my house. He said, what are you, the high tech redneck? I, was like, Wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know if I like that or not, but I'll, I guess I'll take it. But it just gives you that ability to show a little bit of a high tech gloss and literally it's free. I just punched their address in, started recording. So once I did that, where I just basically in that portion, all I said was, is, hey, Whatever date it is, what we're doing right now is, is, hey, we're coming on the backside of this pandemic, knock on wood. We've seen historic moves in the values of homes. So what I wanted to do is just give you guys a marker. Here we are in the fourth quarter of 2021 to let you know where your value is, just to give you an idea of updated of where that is. Now, listen, I'm going to give you a range of value because I haven't been in your house, obviously, in the last little bit, but I'm going to give you a range of value. If you're curious about exactly what your place would sell for, take me five minutes to walk through and I'll be glad to do that. No obligation. Then I go into, I flip my screen over to the numbers from the CMA. This is a five minute or less video on most of these. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going through, I've already got them. I don't have to memorize it. I've got the four comparable sales already pulled up. So I go in there and I say, Hey, listen, here's the four sales that are closest to yours that have happened in the last three months. Do it, break them down, say what it is, better, worse, indifferent, whatever it is on however I'm doing that. So that would, yours would be worth a little more than this. Yours would be worth a little less than this. And then I would come to the end and I would say, so based on that, and the numbers, what I'm going to do is give you a range. I'm going to start in the middle. Based on these numbers, if everything's exact, then your value is going to be here. But what I want to do is give you the range of 25000 above and 25000 below, $50,000 range, because it would generate the cost. And I would say, feel free to call me. Like I said, five minutes to walk through, and I can get you an idea of exactly what to sell for. But for this purposes, I want to show you what that would look like numbers-wise. Flip over to my next tab. That's the tab of the estimated seller net sheet. Pretty basic whatever your local closing costs are. And then I go through those and then it gets to the bottom line number. And I say, obviously this doesn't account for any mortgage you have, proration of your taxes or HOA, whatever. So, but it's an idea. And just think about that. And I've typically now we're doing this where it's like you bought three years ago. Could you have imagined you'd have this amount of equity right now? And what in the world could you do with that equity? Mm. And I say, I hope this has been helpful. Listen, you can always come back and see this. If you ever are curious in the future of where your value was in the fourth quarter of 2020, all you got to do is just search in your email for your address or valuation update. Again, I hope this is helpful. Love being your resource. Let me know if there's everything, anything I can do for you. Talk to you soon. Bing, send it out. Never ask them about, do you want to sell your house? None yeah. of that. Just did that in the calls. And here's what's great about it. With BombBomb, and I don't want to try to sell BombBomb, but it was just what I used. There are other tools that do that. Loom does it. Zoom does it. But it would tell me how many times they opened that email, how many times they played the video. So here's what I did. 
I want to shoot with a rifle, not with a shotgun. So basically, I would review everybody that I had sent these to. The people that had watched it three and four times, guess who's getting called first? <laughs> and they didn't know I knew that. So all I was doing was calling them and just simply saying, hey, just want to make sure you got the video I sent. Um, you know, because, you know, I just want to take a little time, give you an idea of where the value is. Did you get, get a chance to look at it? Well, yeah, I know they've looked at it four times, you know? So it just generated that conversation. The other thing is, because BombBomb let me know if they didn't click on it, I would typically send another email and just say, hey, not sure if I sent the right um, link here. I may have made a mistake. Just want to make sure you receive this. Let me know if you have any questions. Typically, on that second time I'd send it to yeah. them, they would, they would open it. So the open rates went there. Anyway, that's... And if you're going to do one thing, man, come on. This is the thing that can be one... Start your day with one video CMA, and I will promise you, you're going to have get more listings in 2022 than you have ever gotten, and you're going to get them at a place where it's going to generate business for years to come also. So does this make sense, Luke? Oh, um, unbelievable. No, man. this is amazing. Your 72 people, you said, were they... Uh, people that you worked with in the past was your sphere of influence, friends and family. Like, how did you select the people that you were sending that to? Because obviously, that took a little a bit mix. of thought with the addresses and going in and getting all that information. It was a mix of everything, Josh. So, I mean, listen, all of them I had at least communicated with at once. You know, let me just say this: when you get to day seventy-two, you stretch. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the first ones are easy. Sure. The first ones are people that have said they were going to potentially sell in the next couple of years. Okay. Uh, the next group was people that were um, that I had been that I had sold their house to them. You know, um, and they were just people that I just knew I had a great relationship with. Even if they didn't want to sell, they might send me a referral. Yep. Um, the third group was the group that I'd met at open houses that were owners in my farm neighborhood or people that I talked to on the phone that were in the farm specific neighborhood. And the reason I did that, just again, I mean, this is being a little bit um, transparent here, Josh. I, like some of those were condos. So I was gotcha. farming this condo. They had the same floor plan for seven of these units. Mm. So literally one of those days I went in there and basically just had all the stuff (laughs) set up. And the first one was, Hey Josh, just wanted to give you an update on your value. And I went through this four minute deal. I didn't even change anything. And then I went, Hey Luke, Jimmy just want to go through and give you an update on your value. You know what I mean? So literally those days it took me, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. I can do five or six of them. So that's how I kind of figured out who I was going to send them to. Yeah, that's so good. How often um, would you send a CMA to those 72, right? Because people are going to stretch. So maybe they have a sphere of 70 people every quarter, once every two months. Do you have any suggestions how often they should do something like that? Yes, I I do. Because, you know, as I got out of it, now I started teaching other people how to do this. But if I tell you the the best place that we're finding is once every six months. Okay. So what we're doing with that group, if you get 70 or 80 of these homeowners that you, every six months, you're giving them one of these updates. Yep. I'll promise you, especially on the second, third one, you're going to get that opportunity to be in that listing presentation. You know, then it's just you close the deal. But what we're seeing is, is that every six months, if you're doing this, if somebody says I'm selling, they're going to sell in the next year, we're doing it every quarter. Okay. Um, so we're kind of, you know, we're basically letting them tell us, but six months is the rhythm. If you're just not sure when they're going to sell, Three months if they're actually out there and they're, they're getting ready to sell. No, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. So, uh, you know, I've heard you talk a lot about this idea of like going after also like expired listings. And, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm in this market today, there's not as many expired listings just because, you know, <laughs> things are selling yeah. like crazy. What are some other ideas? So the video is one idea. What are some other ideas that you would point people to 
So they start knocking out those videos. I already know I'm sending this to a couple of real estate agents that I uh, talk to all the time going, hey, you're going to do this every single day. That's an unbelievable idea. But what other ideas would you give them? Do you want a larger presence on social media? Of course you do, because that's where your audience is. Check out Reminder Media's newest product, Branded Posts, specially designed to increase your presence on social media without increasing your effort. Choose from thousands of already written blog posts on topics your clients care about, like real estate, travel, and recipes. And the best part is, these are branded with your photo and contact information and ready to be shared. Plus, every two weeks, we'll send to your list of contacts a personally branded email newsletter filled with recipes, stories, and ideas that they will love to get. Visit ReminderMedia.com slash posts to see our newest digital product and start dominating your social media. That's ReminderMedia.com slash posts. Take action on this today. So you mentioned expires. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to expand on that because yep. I'm not talking about the typical expired listings where they're getting 30 calls on the day of their, their place expires or something like that. Let me tell you where we found the sweet spot. Six to 24 month old expired listings that have not sold hmm. or have not been relisted. And here's the reason why. If they are going through the hunger games and making it through that first month of agents just hammering them about relisting their place and they've made a decision they're not going to, odds are when they get to about three to six months, they're not getting calls anymore. Hmm. But what they are doing is, is they're still in a position, even if that place was priced 20% too high a year ago when it expired or when it was withdrawn because of COVID or whatever the reasons were, hmm. all of a sudden now the prices have potentially moved where you can give them an update of value that's even more than what they had it listed for in a more in a more advantageous market than they were even in six to 18 months ago, so potentially good. because of black inventory. So we're focusing on those that we can really add value to. A lot of people withdrew their listings. They were still under a listing contract for six months, you know, in case they decided to put it back on the market. That is expired. So if you're looking at over six months, over nine months listings that were withdrawn. Now you've got a potential of something that maybe is not no longer under contract. They have weathered the storm, so to speak. Now they're at a place where maybe they're reconsidering. That's a great group because typically what an expired listing is what I was always taught was is expired listings. Basically somebody they've raised their hand and said, I want to sell. I just haven't found the right age. Right. So now it's how do you add value? And that conversation is pretty simple. Hey, just saw that you guys had had your place for sale a year ago. Um, you know, just just trying to figure out um, everything that's potentially coming on the market. Have you guys considered putting it back on the market? And they say yes, no, or maybe. And then they say, you know, well, we're actually we're we're probably another year away. Great. I tell you what, I would love to keep in touch. I'm not going to hammer you, but I'd love to give you a kind of an updated idea of where your value is now, so you've got a market for it. And then what I'd love to do is keep in touch with you over the next six months. Would that be okay? Is email okay? Mm-hmm. I've already got the phone number. I'm talking to them. Then once I have that, I do the video unsolicited CMA. And then I put them, if they said in a year, I put them in every three months. And I'm just continuously adding value. I'm setting them up on a campaign that gives them updates on properties that come on the market, going to a contract or sold like theirs. So that they continuously see you going to, through that process. But that's a group that I would say has got a ton of opportunity because the values have just continue to go up. And in most cases, although the situation may have changed in the short run, the understanding and realization that they still want to move has probably not changed. 
Yeah. That makes sense. No, it's so it's so smart. I do a lot of real estate investing. It's so crazy. Like two years ago, properties that we were like wanted to get but wasn't the right price, we should have got because today the appreciation has been so much. It's unbelievable. My brother and I were just talking about that. So it's such a smart idea because these people, the price they want it might have been outrageous, but now it's not. So I'm curious because of your, you know, focus, you're the chief growth officer, right? And you have to inspire these agents. You have a track record of you know producing more productivity how do you pull that out of people why are agents failing you know what what are you seeing that you are trying to convince your real estate agents of that hey this is what you guys need to to do focus on how are you pulling that out of them so what we try to do is first off individually i think it's important for people to sit down and identify exactly what it is and own that i mean if if you want to be a 4 million dollar producer and that's it that's that's fine own that you want to be a four. Don't talk about, I just want to do more when you really don't. But if I have somebody that tells me and I, and, and I believe because their actions tell me what they really want to do by what they're doing. If they tell me they want to do more business, we've got the platform to help them. Plug into the training. Um, you know, learners are bigger earners. So what are you doing? How many times are you watching y'all's podcast? Are you listening to your podcast? How many times are you searching out ideas from around the country? And then what we really have found the biggest and best influence is a mastermind group that has some accountability. We say accountability is love. Listen, I'm not leaning on you because I'm leaning on you because you told me to. You know, I'm asking your permission the first time we meet. Okay, you're telling me you want to do $10 million. I'm asking your permission to lean on you a little bit and push you a little harder than you've ever been pushed. Love and if that. they say yes, then I do it until they tell me to stop. You know what I mean? And so literally that could be me texting or I'll have agents where I'll just, and I've got agents that do it in between with just the two of them. You know what I mean? They, they, they compete with each other and they, they hold each other accountable. And it can be as simple as the, I've got agents right now. You know, we're about mid afternoon. These will start coming in. Now I've got a group of agents that every day they text me and say, Hey, I had my 10, my 10 real estate conversations today. Hey, I made my 50 calls today. Hey, I did my, um, I did my one CMA today. Whatever it is that. that they're telling me they want to do, I say, that's fine. You know what? I think that's a great idea. Text me every afternoon. Let me know when you're done with it. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, wait a minute. You know, and then that just that, and listen, it's not like if they, if they don't do it, I'm going to be like, you suck for not doing it. I'm not going to do that. That's not who I am. But just that little bit of psychology. You know what I mean? That, hey, man, I don't want to let Luke down. I don't want to let them down. I, I respect them. I if I've told them something, I want to keep my word. So that little bit of psychology and that little bit of accountability really makes a difference. And get around some agents that are doing a dang thing. Quit mm. spending time with people that are talking about doing it. Get around the people that are doing it. And so what we've tried to do is make sure that we put people in that position. So we'll have these accountability groups of 10 to 12 agents that we meet for an hour. And basically, I use the what I use on those is I use the uh, four disciplines of execution. I don't know if y'all seen that book, tremendous book. I was just um, recommended to read that. Literally, um, it was by a guy who works at GoDaddy. They're implementing it through their uh, organization. They're a four billion dollar organization too, or might be more now. Come on, man. Yeah, come on. It, it's it's a great book from a standpoint of just identifying your wildly important goal. Basically, it focuses on leading indicators. You know, just like my weight is not as much about what I ate this morning. Unfortunately, it's what I've been eating these last 90 days. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a winter coat oh, ready to go. Um, I'm working on that. But, you know, it's, you know, this, this metabolism and age thing is different. <laughs> but basically, with our real estate business, the same way. We're a 90-day period. And literally, the things that we're doing right now are going to show up in results in 60 to 90 days. Yep. So we focus on leading indicators. Leading indicators being number of real estate-related conversations, number of appointments, 
number of open houses, marketing, whatever it is that we know those are the things that if we do those, it's going to show up. So basically in that report, they come in, they tell us the wild important goals that everybody on Zoom. Then they tell us last week I said I would, and they list what they said they would do. And then they say, I either did or I didn't, you know, and, and, you know, they got to be honest with it. And then out of that group of 10 agents, we say, I took this number of listings, this many pending, this much closed this past week. As the moderator, then what I do is I say, wait a minute, let, you got two listings this week. Where did they come from? And as the moderator of that mastermind, then I go through and I talk about, okay, did it come from a text? Did you, did you text them or did you call them? Did they initiate it? Did you initiate it? Do you have a copy of the um, mailer that you sent out that got that going or the email that sent them? And we collaborate in a way that helps everybody begin. And then what's fun about it is the next week, somebody comes on and says, hey, Luke, remember last week you said that you did that? I did it this week and I got a listing, man. I, I really appreciate you. Mm. So we start creating this tornado of everybody helping each other and we're all going together and we have to come from a place of abundance. I mean, listen, I'm literally on the stretch of beach I'm on right now. I'm 30 miles from the dirt road I grew up on. This, I started in 1994 selling down here. I looked it up. There was $36 million total in sales on this stretch of beach. This year, there's going to be $4 billion. Come on, y'all. How, how much abundance do we live in? I don't care where you are in America. The real estate market has expanded over the last four to five years. You're at a place where you've got more abundance around you than you've ever had. So now it's just surrounding yourself with people that understand that abundance and want to share ideas in a way that help inspire and encourage you to go take the action needed to build your business. So. Ooh, ooh. Well, yeah, man, I can't follow that up. But talking about like the mindset of abundance, but also the mindset of intentionality, ooh. like what yes. you're doing there with your agents is directing them towards being intentional and not. Uh, I don't know what the opposite of intentionality would be, but I guess rant, like not actually focusing laissez faire. Laissez faire. Well, <laughs> because what we do so, because we'll do like, we'll do webinars on how to set out your marketing plan. We'll have yeah. a podcast where we talk about marketing plan. And the feedback that we get is, well, I don't know how many uh, deals I got from referrals or I don't know how many deals I got from internet leads. And, and getting to that point where you're tracking that. And then if you have someone like you that can help hold you accountable, yeah, that reflection <laughs> certainly mm-hmm. helps. So, Jimmy, yeah. we everyone that comes on the show, we love asking, you know, the top producers, the super highly successful people um, about your daily habits. And we're going to have you back on because I yeah. feel like we could go a lot we longer. We could go deep. But um, would love for you to share with the audience, what are some things that you do on a daily basis? What are some of the habits or that you've developed that really help drive your success? I, I grew up with a um, stepfather that was in the military. And one of the biggest things that he said is that he was like, you're going to do more before nine than most people do all every day. And I literally still to this day, keep that in mind. Um, so I know that my day is going to be good if I can start with three things. And this is personal for me. I want to break a sweat every morning. Um, you know, I wake up, I go to the gym, try to every morning or somehow break a sweat every morning because it physically prepares me for the day. I'm, I'm, I have more energy if I'm, if I'm actually physically active. Um, the second thing that I do is, is I try to at least listen or read for at least 30 minutes before 9 a.m. every day. Love that. um, that's listen to stay, stay paid podcast. That's listen to, you know, I mean, there's so much information out there right now. Literally, any, the, the days of saying, well, I just don't know how to do that are over. All you got to do is go to YouTube and punch in, I'd like to learn about and there's tons of information mm-hmm. on that. So I do that. So I'm, I'm physically getting there. I'm mentally getting there. For me, it's spirituality. I, I try to at least spend 30 minutes um, in gratitude and focusing on how can I improve myself. 
Um, I do this. I started this when I was down in the dumps with everything, and it really has made a difference. I believe one of the most important things we have is to understand that what we focus on expands. So if you're not coming from a place of gratitude, start focusing on that right out of the gate. Here's what my first steps of the day look like. When my first foot hits the floor out of the bed, I say, thank. Second foot, you. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. I walk it out right out of the gate. In my head, I'm saying, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm preparing myself. And then once I stop for a second and I sit down on the couch out there and I'm thinking about, okay, well, now what am I thankful for? Now I start running through my head the things that I'm thankful for. The opportunity to talk to you guys this morning. Maybe somebody hears this and I go to the struggles I went through. I, I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful for my opportunity at work. I'm thankful for my clients. I'm thankful for, obviously, for my wife. I'm thankful for all of these different things in my life that if I don't focus on how thankful for I am for them, somebody else will, unfortunately. You know what I mean? And so from that standpoint, I want to start my day from that place of gratitude, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, in a way that by the time nine o'clock gets here, and I, I'm not in the blocks waiting on nine o'clock to come, I'm running through the tape. Mm. And so I think if you can start your, your day, if, if you don't win the morning, you're not going to win the rest of the day. So whatever that looks like, figure out a way everybody's different where by the time, whatever time it is that you start in the morning, eight, nine, whatever it is at the office, figure out how, when you get there, you are optimized in every single area of your life and ready to go to work. And when you do that, the rest of it's going to take care of itself. Did you come up with that quote? I'm not, I'm not on the blocks at 9am. I'm running through the tape. I, I just that. I just thought of that off the off the top of my head. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I love that. I know. That's so good. That's that's a hashtag right there. The blocks at nine a.m. I'm running through the tape. I know. That's a hashtag. That's a whole quote right there. That's awesome, man. Oh uh, no, that's I'll so tell you good. The reason why my brother's in the middle, or my son, I got a 14 year old son that's in the middle of this cross country. You got states this week, so I'm in a track mindset. So that was <laughs> what I was probably thinking. Oh, it's so true, man. You were just talking about that, Josh. Of waking up at four, I, yeah, or four thirty. Yeah. Create a new new routine where I'm forcing myself to get up at four thirty in the morning, and it's it's really changed, you know, just the past few weeks here. So, which is wild when by the time nine o'clock rolls around, by the time you're on your morning meeting, you've, you've had a half day, four hours. Yeah, yeah. you've had a yes. half day that you're you're really taking names. That's crazy. Well, what advice would you give your younger self? What advice would you go back and tell that high school age kid? I would say focus on relationships. Mm-hmm. If I were in college and I was an athlete in college. And, you know, and, and when you're an athlete in college, you got a little bit of, you know, that people are, want to be around you. Why don't I take more advantage of that and notice the guy that was sitting over in the corner by himself that's probably running a company right now? Mm. Why don't I spend more time on noticing the unnoticed? Um, if I would have taken the time um, when we had it, and listen, we still got it. I'm not saying that I don't try to focus on this now, but focus on building relationships. I believe nothing happens by accident. Every single person that's put in front of me or I'm put in front of on a daily basis it's because either I'm supposed to encourage and inspire them or they're put there to encourage, inspire and say something to me that changes the trajectory of my life. When we focus on where our feet are, where we are right now, the problem is I've lived so much of my life being like, man, when I get to here, it's going to be great. Yep. Man, when I get done with this, I got this next appointment. It's going to be even better. Instead of focusing on being right where you are, I would just, if I could go back to my myself in the beginning, it would just be like, man, just build relationships. That'll take care of everything else in our so lives. Smart. Yeah. So smart. Be present. Acc- accidental is the uh, opposite of intentional, by okay. the way. Just, Not laissez-faire. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was never the wordsmith, Josh. You're the wordsmith. Jimmy, thank you so much for being here. Before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you. 
Hey, um, the YouTube channel now, we're up to almost 250 videos on there. If you just go to YouTube and look up Jimmy Burgess, you can find me there. Um, the Real Estate Sales Podcast is great. Um, Instagram also. And uh, man, I just appreciate it. Listen, thank you guys for taking the time and doing everything you do. I get a ton out of y'all's interviews and I know everybody else does. So um, thank you um, from the bottom of my heart for all you guys do. Well, we definitely, yeah. will, we have a lot of people that will get a lot of out of this interview as well. So thank you for coming on. And thank you all so much for listening. You can dive deeper into this episode, get those uh, links that Jimmy mentioned over at staypaidpodcast.com. We're going to compile them all there for you. And while there, you can get the videos of all of our episodes. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review along with a comment to let us know how we're doing. And the best way to help out the show is to share this episode with a friend. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast.remindermedia.com. And of course, you can find us on Instagram, we are at Stay Paid Podcast. I'm laughing because I literally see Ariel in the background bopping to the sing song <laughs> of the outro because it's. The- I'm like saying it in my head as you're saying it, and then when you, whenever you go off script, it throws me off. I love it for this episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike, guys. I'm Luke Creep. Man, this episode did not disappoint. I was so excited for this one when I had reached out to Jimmy on Instagram. I was excited to have you on, and then to find out that you listened to the podcast, it was just amazing. You did not disappoint. I loved it, guys. Go back and listen. There's so many action items, but I got two things for you to to remember. One is, look, you're trying to help people get from point A to point B and you have to be that bridge. And sometimes people have to what? They have to walk over you to get to that place, right? So don't get down, right? When people, when you're actually supporting people, that was a really powerful moment for me on this interview. The second thing, which you can literally take action on today is pick up your phone, and film one of those CMA videos and send it to your clients. Make a commitment. Do maybe your next 30 days. And this applies to every industry, right? So if you're not in real estate, you're in insurance, you're in financial advising, pick up that phone, do that little analysis, do that little offering that you can give value to that person for them and shoot that video message. Commit to the 30 days. I guarantee you, you will see results from that. Remember the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single industry Top producers take action. Take action on that today. 